Today on the Word of Truth Revealed. If you get a word on it, you can rest on it. If you get a word on it, you can enter into Sabbath rest. You don't have to worry about it if you get a word on it. Make sure you have a word on it because it can't return void until it waters, until it nourishes or causes the bud. And some of our limbs are way too lean right now, barren. But through this year and the messages and the teaching, when you get the word, you're going to cause that barren limb. It's going to begin to bud and bring forth fruit, some 60, some 40, some 100 fold. But I'm decreeing and declaring that God is going to give you a 100 fold return this year on what he has purposed in your life. Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. Today, Bishop Clark uses Luke, the ninth chapter, verses 49 through 56 as the backdrop scripture for part one of the message, Come Into Focus, part two. Word is so important. We need to uh, allow the word to do what God has sent it to do. Amen. The word is so important. We must allow God to do what he has purposed for his word to do. And so I want to take a look at Ezekiel 47 and verse 6, NIV. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, let's change that. I want to go to Jeremiah 47 and verse 6. Please write down Jeremiah chapter 47 and verse 6. When God sends his word, he sends it to accomplish what he sent it for, uh, what he has purposed for it to do. So let's look at Jeremiah 47 and verse 6. It reads like this. Ah, sword of the Lord, you cry. How long till you rest? Return to your scabboard. Cease. And be still. In other words, the word of the Lord is like a sword. Okay? And that sword, this is what the prophet is saying. How long will your word cut? Would you sheath your sword? Put it back in the sheath because it's cutting severely. Look at verse 7. But how can it rest? When the Lord has commanded it, when he has ordered it to attack. So once the word or the sword of the Lord has been released, how can it be sheathed until it accomplishes what he sent it to do? And I want to, uh, uh, to encourage you, please meditate on that. Uh, as I'm going through the Bible, it just stood out to me that the word of the Lord is not just here to comfort, but it's also sent as a sword to cut. And we would say, Lord, how long are you going to cut us? Or how long are you going to slice us? Or how long are you going to prune us? Or how long are you going to wipe out? God says, how can I cause my sword to be sheathed when it has not accomplished what I've sent it to do? Thank you, Lord. 
to all of the, 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 the comforting preachers that's out there today that's not telling the people of God the word of God or only speaking to desires. I rebuke you in the name of the Lord Jesus. You say, well, how can you rebuke me? My church is bigger than yours. Well, my authority is not based on size. Jeremiah didn't have a big church either. Most of his time was spent in prison, but he had the word of the Lord in his mouth. And when God sends his word, he sends his word for a purpose. We need to allow the purpose of God to take place or to be fulfilled in our lives. Then God can sheathe his word or his sword. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse, let's look at verse 16, 17. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 16 and 17 is another passage that I would like to give to you to help you to understand what I believe God is saying to us as we enter into a brand new year. In addition to all of this, put it on the whole armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the sword, the, the uh, shield of faith, the breastplate of righteousness. Your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We also, in addition to all this, the scripture says, take up the shield of faith, which is uh, with which you, you can quench or extinguish all the flaming arrows, the fiery darts of the evil one. In verse 17 is our text here. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. In concert with uh, Jeremiah chapter 47, we need to see that the word of God is the sword of the spirit. He says, when the sword cuts, we say, how long are you going to cut? How long are you going to cut? Put your sword back in your sheath. He says, how can I put the sword in the sheath until it accomplishes what I sent it to do? When the spirit fights, he doesn't fight with conventional weapons. He fights with the word of God. And if you're going to win any spiritual battles today, you need to fight those battles with the sword of the spirit. And when God releases his word, it will not return void. It must accomplish what he sent it to do. Let God work it out. Wherever it is. How you doing, Paul? God bless you. You and the lovely wife, Maxine. Paul is now in southern Louisiana, working with a television station there. What is the, what is the headline? What is the, what is it? KTBS. KTBS? All right, KTBS in southern Louisiana. Paul Canyon. Amen. Spreading the word. Advancing the kingdom in new territories. Got the power of frequency. Got the kingdom voice. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And God's word will not return void in your life. It will accomplish what he sent it to do. Glory to God. Thank you, God. How can it be sheep? How can he put it in the sheep until it accomplishes? He's given it a command. Glory to God. And above all, put, take on the whole arm of God. Take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. When the spirit fights, he doesn't fight with bazookas and patriot missiles. He doesn't fight with drones. He fights with the word. And if you're going to win a spiritual battle, you need to fight with what? The word of God. 
Last passage out of Isaiah 55. We're going to look at verse 10. Isaiah 55 verse 10. Here's my new year's resolution. I'm going to fight with the word of God. I'm going to take up the word of God. It cannot return void. Look at the word. The Bible says in verse 10, as the rain and as the snow comes down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud. In other words, there's a purpose for the rain. It does not come back up in vapor form until it accomplishes what it was sent to do. That is to water the earth and to cause it to bud and nourish so that it will yield seed. Glory to God to the sower and bread to the eater. Look at verse 11. Here's the word. So is my word, my sword, my word, my sword, my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not, according to Jeremiah chapter 47, it cannot, look at this, it will not return to me empty, but it must, it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. If you get a word on it, you can rest on it. If you get a word on it, you can enter into Sabbath rest. You don't have to worry about it if you get a word on it. Make sure you have a word on it because it can't return void until it waters, until it nourishes or causes to bud. And some of our limbs are way too lean right now, barren. But through this year and the messages and the teaching, when you get the word, you're going to cause that barren limb is going to begin to bud and bring forth fruit. Some 60, some 40, some 100 fold. But I'm decreeing and declaring that God is going to give you a 100 fold return this year on what he has purposed in your life. Now you need to grab this and say every word of God, say it with me, every word of God sown in my life will bring forth fruit. Glory to God. I'm not going to allow the word of God to fall on deaf ears. If I believe it, glory to God, I'm going to stand on it and God is going to accomplish it. Can the church say amen? Thank you, God. Now let us, let us work with the text. Glory to God. As I was sharing with you, coming into focus, this is uh, the theme for this year, coming into focus. The message today, come into focus, part two. Most of people, most of the people in this world are uh, living a life out of focus. Living a, a blurred life from one day to the next. Just blurred. No clarity of thought, no clarity of vision, kind of existing. But God wants you to start coming into focus. In the beginning of this year, I want to think about in the beginning. In the beginning. Scripture says, in the beginning was the word. That word can't return void. That word is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. According to e, uh, Jeremiah 47, it cannot be sheathed when God has given it a command. And so in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. But also in the beginning, God, through his word, created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form. The earth was void. Darkness covered. The earth was without focus. Blurred. Chaotic. 
None of us should have families that are blurred, marriages that are blurred, vision that is blurred. None of us should have a, ver a blurred vision of our church or a blurred understanding of the purpose of the church. Most of us, all of us should know exactly what God wants to do through us and in us. The more clear that is, the clearer the vision is, the more you are amped to engage and to connect with it to accomplish it. First thing God does uh, is to bring things into order. He structures, he causes uh, a focus to come into the earth. To counteract the blurred earth that existed. Light is pronounced. So anytime we want to work, we need light to work. We need light. We need structure. You can't straighten up an untidy room without light. You will stumble. The Bible says, how can the blind even try to lead blind? You will cause both to fall in the ditch. Somebody has to have clarity of vision if we're going to lead anyone. And I'm decreeing and declaring through this message prophetically that God is raising up those who are seeking to see things clearly. I'm going to be speaking at 11 o'clock about the seer's anointing. S-E-E-R anointing. Not just to prophesy, but to see things clearly. Because what happens now, we're prophesying. We've got people that got great diction, but they're not even giving the word of the Lord. They're speaking to desires. If I tell you right now you're going to get a promotion next week, you'll say, thank you, Jesus. But if I tell you, you need to do something in your private life to cause them to look at you so you can get this promotion. You'll say, ah, really, I've been working a long time. Because you don't want to hear that. You don't want a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom. You just want someone to speak to your desire. And I'm speaking to this world. It is a sin, a great travesty, to have any parent to only compliment you. To compliment the child. To tell you what you want. Do what you want. The parent is there to help shape consensus. To shape ideals. To shape values. Because there's wickedness in our hearts and God wants that to change. Can the church say amen? You can't trust your own heart. That's what the Bible says. You can't trust it. It will lead you into the ditch. Your own desires will lead you in the ditch. That's why we need a parent. We need a, a person who prunes us, a person who looks at us and says, you know what? I like it, but I don't like it. I think I need to cut you back. I, I like what I'm making, but I don't like it. I think I need to remake you and remold you again. And Jeremiah was called to the potter's house, and there he saw a work on the wheel. The potter was molding clay. Can I not do with the clay as I will? Can the clay say to the potter, why have you done this? <laughs> it's right there in the word. Yet we do it all of the time. I want to be this. I want to do that, God. I want my desires, God said. But I never had that for you. That's what you want. What I want you to do is buckle down. What I want you to do is work on your discipleship. What I want you to do is work on your faithfulness. What I want you to do is work on consistency. And things will open up. Then you can do your dream. Who wants to hear that? Who wants to hear that you got to go through four years of college before you get that one paper and you may not make enough money to pay the bill for the college? You're going taking out all these loans. What are you talking about? Taking out all these loans. Okay, just because you get a college degree don't mean you're going to get a good job. Not today. Why not follow God's plan for your life? He will cause you to step into what he has for you. Ah, glory to God. 
Revelation knowledge for revelation knowledge to flow freely, unhindered and uninterrupted. You need to know that the requirement of that is to mature. It is a travesty to revelation knowledge if you receive the revelation, if you're that intellectual to still be immature in our behavior. This is the year of maturity. Coming into focus, this is the year of revelation knowledge, but it requires for us to grow. It demands order and structure. Glory to God. If you're going to prolifically abound this year, you must embrace revelation knowledge and revelation knowledge demands maturity. It is a sign of maturity. And so a world that is blurred is a world without structure, a world that is unproductive, a world that is lacking focus, systems and consistency. And a life that is blurred is a life without structure. A life that is unproductive, a life that is lacking focus, systems, and consistency. God is all about circles, all about circles, all about circles. Here's a 25-year circle. Around this time of year, 25 years ago, the Lord spoke to me and said, Now, I want you to launch Truth Revealed. I was waiting for that. He had told me to go uh, maybe in 1989, but it wasn't until uh, to, uh, 1995 that he gave me the release. When he spoke it to me, he said, now I want you to write it down, write the vision down to make it plain. So out of the book of Habakkuk. So I did that. I wrote the vision down, what I believe he was saying to me. And in March of that year, he then sent me down here to blow a shofar's horn at the corner of R.J. Collin and U.S. 1. This is all by faith. No one, no ministry, no building. This is what he told me to do. So I did what he told me to do. I obeyed him. When I obeyed him and just began to write things down, I had a lady by the name of Ollie Scott to call me, who was an elderly lady. She's in her 90s now, so she... She was in her late 60s or early 70s at the time. And she called me and said, I was, uh, was thinking about you praying. And the Lord uh, told me to ask you, how much do you need for your ministry? And what came to me is the word is the number 5,000. So I said, I need about $5,000. And she said, well, come and pick up the cashier's check. So I said, whoa. She, I said, whoa, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to take money from you. She said, he told me to give it to you. Pick up the cashier's check from Space Coast Credit Union on Friday. It'll be a cashier's check for you. It brought me to tears. So not only, not only did he give me a word, but now he's sending what? Provision, right? If you don't have no provision for your vision, then maybe you need to wait on your vision. Okay? Now, I'm not telling you you can't move, but you need provision for the vision. No provision, you need to wait on God until he gives it to you. Now, he didn't give it to me in 1989 when he told me. He gave it in 95, six years later. I had to wait on the vision. When I wait on the timing of God, the kairos of God, things begin to come into order. Picked up a cashier's check. And for the first six years of our ministry, every time we had an anniversary, I always acknowledged Miss Ali Scott. By the way, we paid her back in five months, all of the 5000 I want to make sure that is recorded because I had it in my heart when she gave me the money that this cannot be just a gift. For the elderly lady at the time with no husband, the Lord spoke to me to sow it back into her life. 
lest anyone say, I caused truth revealed to start. And he gave me the resources to convey that back to her and she got all of her money back. Amen. I want to make sure everybody understands that. That's what he told me as well. Pay her back. Now, if you give 5000 now, there is no payback. So don't, don't start thinking about that. Ain't no payback now. Come on, say it with me. Ching, 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 ching. That's right. <laughs> Here's the 25-year cycle. New Year's night, uh, I walked back to speak to the sound man. And I walked down this aisle. My neighbors were here. And uh, Fanny... Uh, Barolette, I think her husband's name is Nicholas. She was sitting over there and she stopped me and she says, I got a message for you. I said, okay. She said, from Ollie. I said, Ollie who? She said, from Ollie Scott. I'm her caregiver now. I'm her doctor. The nurse practitioner for her. And I'm taking care of her. And when she found out that I was connected with you, she sent word to tell you, hello, and she loves you. Think about the cycle now. She sows the 5,000. I decree and declare that you will not lose a prophet's reward. Over a 25-year cycle, a member of our church is now giving her aid. Making sure she's got the medicine she's need, she needs. Making sure she has the comfort she needs. Making sure she has watching over her affairs. And the lady is tied to the word that's coming out of this house. You can't tell me. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way that a man could do that. She don't even live in, live in this city. She lives in Titusville. So how does Barrelette go to Titusville to take care of a lady that gave me the 5000 you can't tell me God won't take care of you. You can't tell me by any means necessary. He won't start doing things and working things out to touch your life in a special way. This is what's amazing. Obviously, this just happened. I felt led of the Lord. Actually, I felt led of the Lord to go to Ali Scott at the end of last year. When I got to her house, she didn't know we were coming. Sylvester Brown and I came. I, when I got to her house, and she, she started crying. She said, I had a dream that you came to see me. Listen to what I'm saying. What does this mean, Bishop? Does it mean my time is drawing near? Because I had a dream that you showed up at my house, and now you stand here. I said, is your house in order? She said, yes, sir, it is. I said, then you have rightly said, it will not be long, saith the Lord. And he sent me to bring you comfort. She said, well, I want you to be the one to do the eulogy. And I want you to care for me when I'm gone because I'm ready to see the king now. I've seen your face like it was in my dream. And you've confirmed it with your presence. 
In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired? Frustrated? Do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at thewordoftruth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 2546. That's reference number 2546. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. Jesus in Luke chapter 9 said it like this, I must, as he ascends, he set his face toward Jerusalem. Which means Samaritan, Samarit, the Samaritans couldn't get his focus now because he was focused on Jerusalem. If you're going to survive this year, you must stop trying to help everybody. And focus on your purpose. If you're in business, you got to watch your business model and make sure you focus on it. If you're part of a ministry you want that ministry to be the best that it can be focus on it if you're a leader you must focus on the people that serve you focus on it 